Hey everybody, it's Doug. And this is Renee. And welcome to our podcast, Doug and Renee, Married, Married Life. Life. All right, welcome to Sunday or Monday, depending on when you listen to or, or don't Tuesday know. Or Tuesday yeah. or Wednesday. Well, welcome it, it, <laughs> to the week of November 15th. 15th, the week yeah. of the 15th. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to our podcast, Doug and Renee. Doug and Renee. Doug and Renee. Spit it out. Doug and Renee. Do you not know my name after thirty? Because I years? I was trying to I was gonna say Doug and something else, and I was like, oh, don't say that, you know, I want to get in trouble. To, you see what happens when you try to get brand new. I wasn't trying to get brand new. <laughs> Doug and Renee, married life. All right, thank you. Welcome back, everybody. So, we pray that you have had a blessed week, a blessed month thus far, and that yeah. everyone is staying safe. Yeah, I'm getting ready for Thanksgiving coming yes. up next week. Yes. So it's next week. Have or a, we got the next. Thanksgiving. Uh, next Thursday, a week from this Thursday. So yeah. Wow. Hopefully you have a wow. Have a thankful spirit. If you're listening to this podcast, you certainly have something to be thankful for because that means you have ears to hear. Wow. Uh, so we hope that um, you're staying safe out there. Yes, please stay safe. Uh, exercising those necessary things to take care of yourself and your family, your mm-hmm. loved ones, and even those you don't know. We, some of the things we have to do, we do because we're looking out for our our neighbor. Yeah. The Bible says we should love our neighbor, right? As we love ourselves. As we love ourselves, right? So if you don't want to get sick, that means you don't want your neighbor to get sick. So, so take we, care. This ain't a podcast about COVID. I just felt that in my spirit. No. <laughs> so we... we um we we believe in supernatural healing. Absolutely. And but we also believe that God gives you common sense and wisdom. And wisdom and doctors and scientists and people like that. So yes. we're not we're just saying just follow what the doctors say. Just like when you go to the doctor and they give you penicillin. They like take it until it's done. <laughs> Don't not till you feel better. <laughs> but till the bottle is done. What do yeah. they give you penicillin for? Anyway, we digress. So you, you digress. We, <laughs> we are still talking about children and marriage. Yes. yes. Um, and we could go on and on with children and marriage, but um, we want to start out with a scripture, um, Proverbs twenty-two and six in King James version, and it says, "Train up a child in the way that, in the way he should go." And when he is old, he will not depart from it. So with that being um, the basis scripture or scripture we're coming from this week, um, just to throw things out there in podcast land, how do you feel about being your child's before you, friend? Before no. you, no, before you go there, That's I just wanted I to add to that scripture yeah. about train up a child. Mm-hmm. Um, that you and your spouse should be in agreement yeah. on what that training looks like. Um, and so it's important that you guys have um, conversations. Here I go again. Communication. Communication. Communicate about, you know, what is the best form of training. And, and that's anywhere from discipline to education to um, your your spiritual beliefs mm-hmm. and 
all of that, y'all should be in one mind and one accord so that the child is not confused. <laughs> yeah. If y'all are doing different things, you know, one person doesn't believe in spanking and the other one does. And um, <laughs> one. I wish I could tell y'all the story when we went to visit another church, but. We can. We just can't say the church and I don't say the, the pastor's that Yeah, you could tell, so, tell the story. Years ago, we went to visit a church. The name of the church shall be. I'm not gonna say it. I don't even remember the name of the church. I don't either, yeah. So or or the pa- I remember the pastors, but I don't remember the name of the church. So there was um I forgot what the pastor or whoever was preaching said, but he said something along the lines of disciplining your child. Mm-hmm. And one of the um congregants in the audience was like, Yeah, just beat the hell out of them. <laughs> <laughs> So we're not telling you to do that to your children. No, that's not, not what we're telling you we to do. Not. But the Bible declares that if you spare the rod, you spoil the child. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't always necessarily mean physical rod. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't mean a belt. Uh, a shepherd's rod always led the yeah. sheep. It was guidance. It was guidance. Mm-hmm. So it's important that you guide the child um, in such a way and that you and your spouse are in agreement about how you're going to do that. But for some people, like like you said, excuse me, come back to communication. Some couples, they don't talk about it. They just assume um, that the other person is on the same page that they are. Mm-hmm. And this is a conversation you really won't. Because um, when your children are little, they, you know, there's really no, no, there's no training when they're, babies right you know they cry you potty train them you train them to come off the bottle and all of that stuff but when they get older and you know three four i'm not gonna say terrible twos but around two that's when you start okay y'all need to be on the same page Mm -hmm. right because one person are you just gonna let your child cry out in public and make a scene (laughs) and throw a tantrum out in public and embarrass you and everybody who you're with, or are you going to take care of those sorts of, sort of things at home? So and when you go out in public, your child doesn't embarrass you. I'm laughing because hopefully these podcasts are helping um, or is helping someone. Um, because when we first started, it was trial and error. I was not as stern, if you will, as Doug. And when he said in public, I just remembered Doug had this uh, way of he would just grab our son by the by his shirt, pull him <laughs> into his face and just give him a look. And he would straighten up because he said, uh-uh, you're not about to embarrass me in public. You just screaming, throwing a tantrum, acting a fool. And he's like, Mm-mm. he would snatch him. Snatch him up. Snatch him, put him in his face, and give him that look. Like, mm-mm. And he would straighten up yeah. in a heartbeat. I'm not the one. I, I mean, if that if that's your thing, and you want to let your child, or, or allow your child to do that in public, throw that tantrum, and, you know, I'm going to count to five. One, two, I, I'm not doing you that. you you at 15. Yeah, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not that, I'm not that person. And I'm not saying one way is better than the other way. I'm just saying. If you ask me to to watch your child, this is what you get. Mm -hmm. So don't ask me to watch your child. 
Anyway, I digress. Because he don't play. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not going to embarrass me in public. There's, that's, no, you're not. Um, so, so you must be in agreement about yeah. how you want to train your child. Yeah. I mean, and that leads to the point that you was about to bring up before I interjected. Well, even before I get to that point, what if you're not in agreement? You know you, what I mean? You, you have to get in agreement because God is not the author of confusion. So if the two of y'all are confused, then your house is out of order. Everything's going to be out of whack. If one one parent is doing it one way and another parent is doing it another way, that child is going to be confused. Um, and that's going to cause, you know, dissension in the ranks, if you will. Uh, so you have to get an agreement or sure. you have to come to some order understanding that you're going to agree to disagree or you're going to agree you're going to try it one way. And if that works for the child, then the other parent needs to get on board. And if it doesn't, then try the other way. Um, so how did we get on the same page with Dre, oldest? Um, when I was oldest son, I had to come to the realization that my way wasn't working for him. Um, and quite honestly, it uh, when I saw you, when I saw how much more he was mindful of you and respectful of you, and but for me, he would be in the store, he'd throw a tantrum, he'd lay out. And, and, <laughs> That's not funny. and you was in, you was in the military, you was out the sea, and the opportunities I got to see you when you came home to see it worked. Mm-hmm. I think after a while, I caught on. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna have to snatch him up too, cause yeah, you you not you not the, yeah. the, it was wearing me out. Oh, okay, and I can imagine. Not only was it wearing me out, cause I really didn't care what people think. I wasn't embarrassed, so to speak. Um, but it was wearing me out, but it was probably annoying to other people mm-hmm. to hear some child screaming and <laughs> carrying on, and carrying on. I'm laughing because now that we're empty nesters, when we hear somebody's child scream, oh. <laughs> <laughs> we just look at each other. We like somebody shut, shut that, that kid, kid up. up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. So um, I think I came to the realization, and with each child, it changed because Mm -hmm. each child's personality is different. What worked for one didn't work for another. But it took me some time um, with having to change daycares for him. Oh, Lord, that's another story. Oh, yeah. Change daycares because he was not feeling cooperating. (laughs) He was not feeling it. He wasn't. Yes, I was tired yeah. of getting calls saying he's hitting teachers, biting teachers. Yeah, we had a time for that first one, but praise yeah. the Lord, he saved. Hallelujah. Love the Lord now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> and some of that and and some of that came back from to came back. I wouldn't say it was all his fault. I come back some of that was on us. Because we didn't have the stability at home. I don't mm-hmm. think. No. That that he needed and so kids don't know how to no respond, no structure, and they don't know how to react. So they just react how, you know, they can't say this is what I'm feeling. So they just act out. Right, right. And so some of that was if your house is out of order and there's chaos in your house and your children 
you know, they, they're going to act up because they don't know how to release it. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. really the word I'm looking for, but. They don't know how to express. Express. That's the word I'm looking express for. Express yeah. themselves or that's how they express yeah. themselves. Yeah. They don't know how to do it as an adult. And that's true. It's like when a baby is crying, something's wrong. Mm-hmm. The baby might be hungry. The baby, the baby might uh, need their diaper changed. They may not be feeling well. They might be gassy. Um, there are a number of reasons why a baby might cry. Um, so when they get older, then they start expressing their feelings a different way. Yep. It may not be in crying. It might be in throwing a tantrum. It might be screaming. It might exactly. be biting somebody. Acting out. Yeah. Acting up. Yes, exactly. Not listening to author- uh, authority, authority, authoritative figures mm-hmm. uh, like teachers. Um, and so I would say that look at, try to identify why they are acting a certain way. There is a reason mm-hmm. you just may not be able to comprehend what it is. Um, and sometimes you just have to, like Doug said, uh, put some stability at home or put something in place at home. And I never thought about that because you were in the Navy, you were away um, for months at a time and then you'd come home and then you'd go back out for weeks at a time when yeah. you were in the military. And we don't know if maybe he was acting out because of that yeah. instability. Yeah. Um, and, um, and coming back around to when, when I wasn't home, I felt as, and I could be wrong. We haven't talked about this in years. Was that you and Jure, y'all already had a bond, obviously, because you carried him for nine months. But then y'all, y'all bond became stronger because it was just the two of y'all. I was, I was gone, so it was just the two of y'all. And I don't know, like at the initial stages, if you were, I'm throwing up the air quotes, mommy, or were you friend? And was that if maybe that had something to do with him acting out also? It, you know, it could be because you know what, I never thought about that especially as a young mom, as a new mom and inexperienced mom, I definitely looked at him like, you know, this is my baby, but this is my buddy. Mm-hmm. He, he was, if you will, I guess was companionship for me Yeah, because you were gone. And I didn't, when we moved uh, out of state, when we left New York, I didn't know anybody there. Mm-hmm. So it was just the two of us yeah. and we did everything together, went everywhere together, you know, <laughs> Yeah, it was just two of y'all. Because yeah, so. when I when I left, it was just the two of y'all. Like you said, they, you didn't know anybody till you till you um made friends up with other military wives or military girlfriends. Right. And speaking of our oldest, um, his daughter, our grandbaby, is grandbaby. here with us again, and she came down to say hello. Are you going to say more than just hi, like you did last time? Maybe. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. Say hi. Hi. Say what's up, podcast land. What's up, podcast land. <laughs> Thank you, baby. Thank you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> now you know what she's watching. <laughs> yes. So, um, so that leads me to my question with, we spent 15 minutes before we actually got to the question. Yes. Is how do you feel about being your child's friend or best friend? I know how I feel about that. 
I'm talking about when you, we're still talking about train up a child. And so that's a rhetorical question to the people out in podcast land. But how do you, if you are your child's friend or best friend, how do you train them up and still be their friend at the same time? Mm. I, I don't know if it can be done. I'm not saying it cannot be done, but I'm just saying for me, and I'll answer it since I asked the question. Um, I don't think you can be your child's best friend. I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think so either. And um, it's funny you should talk about that. I'm reading a book right now called Relational Intelligence. Mm-hmm. It's an excellent, excellent book by Dr. Darius. And y'all forgive me for not remembering the last name, but it's Relational Intelligence. And by Dr. Darius. By Dr. Darius. And <laughs> no last name. He presents um, the different types of relationships. One is a friend. One is associate. One is an advisor. One is, um, oh, I'm forgetting the other one. But in any event, to have intelligence on relationships, you have to identify and put people in their proper category. And I don't think children fall in the category of friendship because a friend is a confidant, Mm -hmm. somebody that you can look to and they look to you and that you can confide in and they can confide in you. Um, And I think that just messes up the dynamic of the parental role that you have, the authoritative role that you have in your child's life. Cause again, we're still talking about training up a child mm-hmm. and it's nothing wrong with having a close and a healthy relationship with your child. But I don't think it's an intelligent idea to categorize them as a friend okay. because you're still training them. Yeah. And I, I, I agree with you and just to go along with that. And again, we have not talked about this, even though, we're doing the podcast together. We haven't talked about what each other's response to this question is. As I look at it as um, there should be one adult and one child, and, and especially when it comes to best friend. Um, if you're the parent, your best friend should not be 16, 17, 18 years younger than you. I think you should have somebody who's on your level. Mm-hmm. your level you know that should be your best friend i don't think your your child should be your best friend and i think as you're again we're just talking of the part or the portion of the child's life where you're training them as your children get older in my opinion then they become then then the relationship changes to friend because now i've already you know raised you you moved out and now i can have different conversations with you and that in my in my experience with you know our two sons um right now i totally different than when we were training them when when we were raising them absolutely so that and again i'm not i'm not saying you're right or you're wrong or anything like that i know there's more than one way to skin a cat and as pastor glenn used to say you know if i rub you the wrong way you know turn around or what do you say rub your cat you say if I rub you the wrong way, turn over to the other side. Something yeah. along those lines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm not I'm not trying to rub anybody the wrong way, but when it comes to training a child, you know, you just have to be mindful um, that you're training that child, and you're the adult, you're the parent, and 
you know, kids don't always get to do what they want to do when they want to do it. I, I, as an adult, you don't even get to do what you want to do when you want to do it, how <laughs> right, you do it. Right. We're all accountable to yeah. somebody. <clears throat> We're accountable to the Lord ultimately. Yeah. So when you're training someone um, tra- or training whether sports or whatever it may be, um, even when you don't feel like training, you still have to do it. You don't, you know, I don't feel like going to the gym. I don't feel like lifting these weights. I don't feel like running. I don't feel like, you know, whether it's school related, I don't feel like studying. I don't feel like, you know, whatever it may be, you still have to do it because that's part of training, the training regimen. You made me think of my clients because my clients are always trying to negotiate with me. I say, okay, we're going to do this exercise and we're going to do 15 reps. They're trying to negotiate the amount of reps they could do, or I don't like that exercise. Can we do a different one? Do you have an (laughs) alternative exercise? And I tell them, yes, I do. But guess what? No. Thank you for asking. But like you said, Doug, it's a training. You don't, you don't get to choose. Yeah. It is what it is. And and you're training your child for life for when they ultimately leave your home and you're training them. So when they go out in the world, they will be strong leaders and they won't succumb to the enemy, the tactics of the enemy. That's hopefully that's what you're training your child, how you're training your child. Because in first John two and 16, and it says for all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye and the pride of life is not of the father, but is, um, but is of the world. So, excuse me. So, you just have to, that's why you're training your child, because you're telling them no matter what the enemy throws at them, it's going to fall in one of those three categories. Lust of the world, lust of the flesh, for all that's in the world, lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, pride of life. It's going to come up in one of those three categories. And you're, you're preparing them to go out into the world. Yeah. And even if they don't take your advice and have to find out on your own, on their own, you still prepare them. You still planted those yeah, seeds. You still planted yeah. the seeds. Now they may have to figure it out on their own and do their own thing at some point in time as they get older. Like we said last time, they might have to bump their head <laughs> on their own. You got some people you could tell, or some children you could tell, and they'll listen and they'll take your advice mm-hmm. and they'll follow it. And then you got some children who are going to say, "You know what?" And I think we talked about this last week. You said that that iron is hot. Let me see if that iron is high. I'm going to touch it. Let me just give it a try myself. Let and they might have to see. get burned or bump their head a couple of times. Yeah. But you just have to put the information out there. You have to train them. The Bible declares that, you know, when they're old, they will not depart from it. Mm-hmm. So you plant that seed, you put it in them, and then you believe that when they get older, you know, even if they go in another direction, they're going to come back ultimately. Yeah. And I... I Again, I'm not a Bible scholar. Don't pretend to be a Bible scholar. But when it talks about when they're old, I don't know if that's a numerical, like 13, 14, or if that means maturity wise. Mm -hmm. And I I would dare say it means maturity wise because it's not because every child doesn't get it at the same time. You know, so that when they get to a maturation point in their life. Maturation. (laughs) When they get to a point in their life of maturity, then it's like, oh, the light bulb kicks in and kicks on, turns on. And there's your children, again, we your children will not have uh, a testimony, their own testimony 
without going through their own tests. And sometimes we try to keep our children from going through things, but ultimately that you may not be helping them. Sometimes they have to go through certain things just so they know, you know, God is with them. I know mommy and daddy loves you and will always be here with you, but God is with you. And so that's sometimes that's a hard thing to tell parents is that you just got to let your children be who they are. And I'm not talking about when they're still in your house and should be under your authority. I'm talking about as they get older and they want to stretch their wings. (laughs) And so um, when you add children um, to the marriage dynamic. Yes. um, Um, Well, you're going to have to realize they are when you're married and you add children to your to your mix, if you will, it's going to expose characteristics about you and your spouse in your marriage. You, when it's just the two of you, it's different. Mm-hmm. But then when now when you're having to raise children or uh, train children and you have two different ways of doing things, it's going to start pulling stuff out of yeah. you and your spouse that you didn't know was in there. Yeah. And so it's going to be important for you all to pray (laughs) because (laughs) it can cause some passionate discussions, Mm -hmm. if you will, or it can cause challenges. Because I know for us being transparent, there was definitely some frustration and some challenges in our relationship early on uh, because we had difference of opinion about what to do with our children you know, how to punish them. Again, Doug was the more stern one. I was the more lenient one. Oh, my baby, oh, give him a chance. But I understand now and I understood as um, our children got older that we have all boys. Doug was raising them to be men. Mm-hmm. And I, as a mom, as a nurturer, I don't know how a man, I don't know how to mold and shape a man into being a man. You know what I'm saying? Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. Um, and not saying for single moms, I'm pretty sure God gives you the wisdom and what you need to make it work. Um, but I'm not finding the words that I want to find. And because this is a podcast, I can't sit and think and then y'all just hear crickets. So can I? Can, so I know I think I know what you're trying to say, because Bishop Jakes had to say it a long time ago. And I don't know if he still says this. He says fathers train their sons and love their daughters. And mothers train their daughters and love their sons. Because. As a woman, if we would have if we had girls. You would be training our daughters because you know what it takes to be a woman in this in this world, a woman of color in this world. And so because we had have three sons, I knew or know what it takes to be a a man of color in this world. And so it was like, no, that's that's not going to fly. You need to you know, you can't just you can't say this. You can't do this. Because when you go outside these four world, these four walls, and we told our children this all the time, nobody out here is going to love you like the people in this house. That's 
<laughs> so you may think people outside may love you and they're your homies or whatever. But when you get outside this house, nobody outside this house is going to love you like we will. And so we we've shown our children unconditional love um, differently, even, you know, to a certain extent where it was like you can't stay in this house and do what you want to do. It's, that's mm-hmm. that's that's just not going to happen. And so y'all um, want to read more, get the book. <laughs> <laughs> Shameless plug. His story, her, her story, story, God's story. God's glory. Uh, so and and when you were talking about your children that in dynamic, the thing I thought of immediately was podcast we did uh, months ago was um, celebrate your differences. Uh-huh. Because your children may may not be like you. They may be the exact opposite of you. Mm. And that can be like friction. That can create friction yes. in the house. Not just between the spouses, but now the, the, the parent and the child. Because your child is the exact opposite of you. Right. And that just... Or they have characteristics of your spouse mm-hmm. that annoy you. Oh. So now it's like, oh. not only do you have to deal with your spouse in that way, now you have to deal with the child in that way. Because sometimes your children could be little versions of you. Oh, It's like little, little mini it. Doug, little mini Renee. Say it. Say it. <laughs> and it's like, oh... Mm. Oh, that's so annoying. Yes. Um, and sometimes God has a sense of humor. Sometimes your kids will do stuff just like you because God's trying to show you you. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I do that. Yeah. That's annoying. Yeah. Like you said, sometimes your your child will have characteristics in them. That No, how do I say this? Your child will have characteristics that in them of you mm-hmm. that you don't like of you. And you don't see it until they do it. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's, that's, uh, mm. it's tough. True. It's tough True. out here in these streets. True. <laughs> 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 you know, sometimes they say in church, if you can't say amen, just say ouch. And we just sit over here saying ouch. Ouch. Like, yeah. Ow, ow. Ow. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. But when they're little, uh, some of those things might be cute. But then as they get older, and then a little bit older, they get into teenage years, um, some of that those characteristics aren't so cute. Yeah. And that's why you have to train them at an early age mm-hmm. um, so that you can avoid some of those ugly characteristics, mm-hmm. if you will, or kind of minimize yeah. how bold or obnoxious and, and <laughs> some may, of them might be. And it may not even be a, a bad characteristic. It's it's their personality. Let's just say the child likes to talk. Okay. So <laughs> when they're younger and you're chastising them or disciplining them, they may talk back because they like to talk. Mm-hmm. Or because they think they know it all. Or they think they know it all. And chances are they got that from a parent. Yeah. Who shall remain nameless? <laughs> <laughs> they like to talk, and they think they know it all. And so, when they're younger, well, they two, have to have three word. have to have the last word, and two, three. That's when you have to start training them. Mm-hmm. You need to be quiet. Nip that in yep. the bud because yep. 
two or three, okay, like like you were saying, Renee, is you know, some you may think it's cute. Oh, they talk back uh now the child's twelve, thirteen. Or you, or are you laughing like, oh, you sound just yeah. like your daddy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Fast forward ten years, that uh-huh. child's twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Now they middle school going into high school. That's not cute. No, not at all. And then not an, only are they doing it at home with you, but now teachers have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And they're having problems at school because what they got away with at home, now they think they could get away with out in the street or yeah. out in school. Um and that's not good. Yeah, they have to learn to listen to authority. There's a time to speak and there's a time to say your piece, but there's also a time to just shut up. Shit, somebody <laughs> shut just that shit up. kid up. <laughs> just shut up. You know, you're not always right. Even if you are right, there's times to say it and there's a way to say it. So you just have to, you know, again, uh, what is that sport spare the rod? That rod is just guidance. Mm-hmm. You know, you guide your child. Okay, this is how you say things. This is when you say things, and you, you, there's there's a certain way to do things. Yes, without being disrespectful to authority, because if your children do not um, listen to authority in the house, they won't listen to it outside the house. Right, and that's going to lead to a whole nother level of issues you know, dealing with authority figures outside. Because at some point, somebody's going to make them listen. And we don't want them to get involved in the uh, judicial system having to go down that road. So train them up, you know, do the best you can, and then, you know, let God do the rest. Absolutely. So um, that's that's pretty much all I have. Um, I'm big on life lessons. Um, with our children, always teaching them a life lesson and just having, you know, we'll get into that probably next week. And the beautiful thing about that is our kids have said now that they're grown, they remember all of those life lessons, all of those little uh, anecdotes or (laughs) uh, parables parables (laughs) and all the different things that we've taught them along the way. They'll come back and say, I remember when you said X, Y, Z, um, I can't think of anything at this moment, but they have come to us. And mm-hmm. that is such a wonderful feeling yeah. because all the tears, the sweat, the prayers, the frustration, the prayers, yeah. um, the fasting, the fasting, the, the punishments, the going up to the schools, the prayers, talking to uh, teachers, the talk- prayers, yes. the fasting, the prayers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and the cycle continue. And then for the ha- to have your kids come back and say, you know what? I appreciate what you said when I was 13. I appreciate when you said when I was 16. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And in some cases, now they sound like us, but in a positive way. Yeah. And that is such a gratifying thing for a parent. All that we poured into them is now starting to spring forth yeah. and grow. And so that's... That's why you do it. You do it, and you'll see the fruit of your labor later, mm-hmm. exactly. later on in life. You won't. You won't get your report card on being a parent until your children are in their late twenties, early thirties. Yeah. You. That's when you're going to get your report card. And some 
you know, God, I hate to say this, but some parents, when the kids get out the house, they don't want anything to do with the parents and they don't hear from the, they don't hear from their children. So it's been a month. It's been two months. It's been six months. I haven't heard from them. It's been a year and you can't get back that time, unfortunately. So the seeds that you are planting now in your children while they're young, you may not reap the harvest until 20, 25 years from now, but you just have to plant it and you just have to sow into them. And you have to believe God. You just have to trust God. Uh, When you send them out, you just trust that all that you've planted inside of them and all the prayers and all the fasting, you have to trust God at this point because they have to live their life. You can't live life for them. So you're just preparing them for life. So we thank you all for joining us and be blessed. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Tell your real friends and your virtual friends about us. We hope something that we said encouraged you, strengthened and blessed you. You can follow us on Instagram at Doug and Renee. Again, our Instagram page is Doug and Renee. Also feel free to send us a DM so that you could send us any questions that you may have or topics you'd like to hear us discuss. You may just hear it on one of our upcoming podcasts. We'd like to thank our supporters. And if you'd like to support our ministry, you can cash app us at dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, that cash app is dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, thank you and God bless you. We're out.